Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. Welcome back to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is Brandon Allen. Today, I want to talk a little bit about goal setting and execution. We are wrapping up a year Hopefully, this is a time where you're digging deep, really looking into what's going well, what's not going well, and looking for ways that your team can execute and looking for ways that you as a leader can lead your team to success. So I want to talk a little bit about what I think is the number one rule of creating influence. And to me, the number one rule of creating influence is if you say you're going to do something, then do it. And We're all hypocritical in this regard. We can all have situations and times where we don't get this right, where we have the best intentions, we want to do something, but for some reason we don't. I'm not saying that that can never exist because that wouldn't be realistic, but how do we minimize the times where this happens? Because I always think about uh, when I'm at the grocery store, right? And you know, when when you're out in public every once in a while, and look, I have four kids, I get this, like you'll see a kid that just isn't necessarily behaving real well in a public space. But then the parent's reaction to this is very curious because as the kid is acting out, throwing a tantrum, getting angry, maybe hitting their parents, I watch to see what the parent's going to do. How is the parent going to react to this? And I often see parents who will threaten their child that they're going to do something or that a consequence is going to occur and then watch as that consequence never takes place after the fourth, fifth, sixth, sometimes the tenth time of threatening a consequence and then nothing happens. And all that happens in that scenario is that you have told your kid that what I say doesn't really matter because I probably won't do it anyway. And we can be guilty of that as leaders. And I'm not just talking about doing what we're saying we're going to do in a punitive sense from an accountability standpoint, but also just doing what we say we're going to do from, an air, from a way that just creates urgency for people in that they want to move forward with the things that we're working on. And so if you talk a lot about things that you're going to do and you don't back them up, that starts to create negativity for your team. And I work with leaders from time to time who will say, hey, I had this meeting with so-and-so and you know, maybe that was a few months ago and then they've never followed up or they've never talked to that person again. And if you want things to get done, the best thing that you can do is talk about the things that you want to get done and that's important. But the second best thing that you can do is actually follow up and engage in ongoing conversation around making sure that something that you have spoken of actually happens. So if you want to create influence, do what you say you're going to do. If you say it, if it's a goal, if it's an objective, whatever it is, make sure that that's something that gets talked about and discussed. My second point to this is that what I see a lot from leaders is leaders who are settling for losing. And what I say about that is, look, I don't want anything less than winning. And winning to me means that we have done what we set out to do. And if we don't make it, which sometimes happens, then I want it to be because we just, we did everything we could and it was just outside of our grasp. What I don't want to see happen is that we fail to execute 
because we didn't necessarily give the effort that was required for high-level execution to exist. We just never really gave ourselves the opportunity to win because we didn't take it seriously enough. And I'll tell you this, if you get into a habit of consistent winning where you're always moving things forward and always executing on things, that becomes a habit. You don't know how to lose in those situations because you just know that, hey, if something's within my control and within my grasp, we're going to get it done. But here's the flip side to that. Losing also creates habits as well. And I see this with teams who constantly say they're going to do things. They put things up on the big board. They talk about it. They discuss it. They get people excited about it. And then nothing happens. And basically what we do is we fall short again and again and again. And I'm telling you, this, this sort of thing starts to create different pathways, different ways of thinking about winning or losing, depending on which side we're on, that creates habits. And I don't want to settle for anything less than winning or my best effort towards winning. That's the kind of orientation that I want to have if I want to create real influence and say, look, if we say we're going to do it, we're going to ruthlessly commit to that and we're going to drive really hard to that. So people always ask me, hey, as part of my leadership philosophy, why is it work hard, play hard? And the work hard, play hard comes from the fact that, look, we're going to grind, we're going to work really hard, we're going to push hard. Which means sometimes it's going to get uncomfortable. People are going to get pissed. People are going to get upset. And that's okay because on the other side of that is also the play hard. It's the reward. It's the recognition. It's the uh, letting off some steam, having some fun, just saying, hey, thank you guys for a job well done. Both of those things for me have to exist if I'm going to push people really hard because I don't want to settle for not winning. The more that I get into the habit of doing this, the more that habit perpetuates itself and it can be very dangerous. And I want people to be influenced by winning and success and execution, not to be influenced by constantly falling short, losing. And, and, and that's where people start to kind of shrug shoulders, right? And I don't want to have a very uh, lackadaisical or, or just kind of, uh, you, know, eh, you know, indifferent approach to the things that we're working on. I want people to say, hey, let's create a process. Let's really drive towards these goals so that we can get to the level that we're trying to get to. And the last part of this is so critical because my biggest observation around why do we not execute better as leaders comes from the fact that leaders are not very realistic. And so you may be this person as well. You have the best intentions of doing things but the things that you have spoken actually have no hope of actually getting done. There's not enough time. There's not enough resources. There are not enough people to actually effectively execute. And all you've done when you're talking about building a winning culture is set yourself up for failure again and again and again. I want to make sure that everything that we talk about from an execution standpoint has space created and that we're willing to get real about what's possible and what's not. So as a leader, I've got to start with me. Do I have the time and space that's created and necessary to actually execute on this thing that I want to get done? And am I realistically going to do it? And that's an important question to ask because I think sometimes as, as an entrepreneur, you tend to be a, a, an achievement-oriented person who thinks, man, I can do anything I set my mind to. But the reality is, is that at some point in time, as you become more and more successful, you start to run out of those opportunities to get things done. And I just want to be very careful about my ability to create influence as a leader by saying, look, 
if I say I'm going to do it, then I need to make sure that I do it because I don't want my team to call me on that later and say, hey, you always say that we're going to do this, but this never actually shows up. So if you want to get something done, make the time to do it and then make sure that you actually have the effort and the energy that's required to do that. This is what it takes to pursue the mission at a high level. Hopefully you have a mission statement, something that really drives the existence of your business. That's an extension of who you are as a leader. As a leader, you're saying, look, this is my mission, professionally speaking, that I am looking to move forward with and further. Every step that I take should lead me closer to that mission. If it doesn't, it's got to be something that I've got to question the validity of to see if that's really something that we should engage our resources in pursuing if it doesn't serve the mission. This is all about impacting lives and making people's lives better and organizing and orienting my team around accomplishing that end. So if I want to create influence, if I want to be great at executing on the goals that I set, I've got to be mission oriented. I've got to make sure time and space is created and I've got to be willing to push people forward in a powerful way to ensure that that gets done. If you find yourself uh, saying a lot of things and, and doing less of those things and you notice that your team has started to maybe adopt that philosophy, this is a great opportunity to reorient your team. And how you do that is really to get humble as a leader. And, and, and how I would approach that is by saying, hey, look, team, this is something that I've recognized that I haven't done a good job with, but I notice that I say things that we don't end up following through on, that I don't end up following through on. And then I think I've, I'm concerned that I've maybe created an environment here where people feel like the things that I say are either optional or just ridiculous because they're not going to actually happen. Nothing's going to get done around those things. What I want to be really intentional about as a leader for you guys is to avoid fake work. I want to make sure that the things that we talk about are things that we're going to relentlessly pursue. As a leader, I'm going to work on that, and here's how I'm going to do it, right? And you may say, hey, we may have more intentional meetings around talking about this. We may have more one-on-one -on -one check ins We may limit the number of things that we work on to ensure that we give it the time and attention and detail that we need to give it. But that's how I would kind of approach that is to take a step back and let my team know, hey, I realize as a leader I have not been influential here. This is something I'm willing to work on as a leader to get better at, and I'm wanting you to kind of help me take the lead. And the reason why we're doing that is because I've noticed that we're not making as tremendous of an impact in this area, right? It could be around our mission. It could be around our finances. It could be around just team morale, things that you've noticed. And just say, look, I want to create something different in our environment. And that's really what we do at Total Experience Design because everything that we do is about creating intention for you so that you have a business by design, not a business by default. So when you can set the right parameters and the right playing field for that to happen, you're going to set your team up for success by creating a great internal culture, which therefore then extends to the external culture and ensures that you're creating a fantastic experience, not only for your team, but also for the end users who use your product or service. So I want to thank you guys for listening this week. Take a look at your ability to goal set and execute, and then ask yourself, what can I do to create better influence, to create tremendous movement around the things that we want to get done in our organization? If you have any questions, go to newworkrevolution.com, hit us up with questions. If you found the show valuable, 
Please share it with other people. And don't forget, us to, uh, don't forget to rate us in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. So I want to thank you again for listening. We'll, tune, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.